0: Hey guys. It is I from Alec from Ghosted in West Virginia. I'm just here to tell you that if you want to help Ghosted uh, become the podcast that you, you know it can be, rate, review and follow wherever you listen to our podcast and spread the show around. All right? Let's really get a lot of people in our graveyard. Let's go, folks. listening to Ghosted in West Virginia. Possessors, oppressors, and possessors. It is I, your humble host, Alec McCann, and with me as always,
1: Julia,
0: and the baby is clearly here. Oliver, you can't be on top of a dog like that. My goodness. Why? Why did we think it was okay to have another child? Because look how cute he is. So tonight's episode is the Mammoth National Park, or the Mammoth Caves National Park. I didn't know this, um, but uh, Kathy, our researcher, put this episode together. And when I was going through it, I noticed that she made mention of the Bell Witch. Oh,
1: fun.
0: The Bell Witch is tied to the cave uh, in a fashion so in kentucky if you find an enormous cave system which uh or you can find an enormous cave system which consists of a giant corridor system on different levels apart from the fact that this is one of the biggest caves in the world it also is a place which is said to be haunted because caves haunted caves are terrifying for me it's terrifying because it's already... You don't know what's in front of you. You don't know when it's going to collapse. You don't know what's behind you. You don't know what kind of creatures have been living in there as per the ah! descent. What is he doing? Is he? What
1: am I looking at? Is he
0: showing you his fat knee? Is that...
1: Maybe. Oh, he's
0: got little bites. Oh, little bites.
1: Well, or something. He's got the same thing on his cheeks.
0: They look like little pimples. I don't know. Um, and there's also strange mummies that were found inside the cave. So, <laughs> there's Jacob. <laughs> so let's let's find out more about the story. So the higher levels of Mammoth Cave are between 3.5 and 2.3 million years old. If you follow older theory, and if you don't, then it's like I don't know, like extra 200, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, And uh, it dried up when the Green River was lowered because of all the notches in the cave. The caves consist of limestone. Limestone erodes easily by running water. And this is what happened in the caves. Uh, Through many centuries, water created new openings and new caves. I I suppose not. Let's
1: I got two to charge. I
0: know. I know. I know cuz we're poor. Um the where was I before I was the, rudely interrupted?
1: The water made new boxes Oh, okay. And stuff so the
0: cave. so there are some crossroads that have been created and all these uh separate caves are all connected together through these crossroads. The cave is a complex 390 miles long and new parts are discovered yearly. Ooh. I don't like how he treats this dog or how he treats my eardrums.
1: He put essential oils
0: all over my face and then licked it. Oh. <laughs> That's disgusting. So I
1: don't like how I'm treated either. <laughs>
0: Now, there's an underground river floating through the caves, which does house pirates. No, I'm joking. It's not not river pirates in a cave. It's like the most low-rent pirates of the Caribbean ever. Um, But there is a special creature that lives only in mammoth caves. It's an endangered Islas, Kentucky cave shrimp. That's right. I said that. Uh, uh, it's the eyeless Kentucky cave shrimp. Mm-hmm. They only live in this cave.
1: Interesting.
0: This type of shrimp feeds off sediments from the cave and the groundwater, so it eats rock. That's what sediment is, right? It's rock. I like sediment. rock and dirt. I need him to go somewhere else. Don't you have another parent somewhere? Where's Nana? Oh, she's at her house. (laughs) Ugh. Do you want to see Ryan? I bet you can find him. Get in front of his TV and block his view.
1: My favorite is when he spins his chair while he's trying to play his game.
0: Now, the cave has been on the UNESCO World Heritage list. You can visit the cave and book different types of tours, like the Grand Avenue, the Frozen Niagara, the Fat Man's Misery. I'm choosing that one.
1: I'm not going in a cave before I don't come out of
0: it. Well, honey, I don't think this is like a spelunking-type cave. I think you I think you just walk around in it like Loray Caverns. That's Those are cave systems.
1: That wouldn't be too bad, I guess. I think of the As Above, So Below
0: movie. No, no. It's it's like... um. Okay, so... I don't want to watch the episode of Ghost Adventures, but the, it's literally just a couple... It's like rooms. Uh. Like big, big rooms. Be sure you don't suffer from claustrophobia on that latter one. Okay, so apparently that one's not like a room. So Fat Man's Misery. Fat Man's Misery, apparently is the one that you have wait former or yeah latter okay the tours take from one up or from up to they're 1 to 6 hours okay and there are different levels of uh graduate grad, gradations gradations and difficulty there's also an enormous sinkhole which appeared oh, that's good when the floor... He
1: thinks it's good, too. That
0: was terrible for our sound. No. He, he needs to leave.
1: Go find Jacob. Can I have this, please? Oliver Scott.
0: Do you, do you want to watch VeggieTales? So, we have turned Veggie Tales on. So, if you hear that in the background, please forgive us. But... Also, think of it like mood music. Right. You know, <laughs> for these, the these caves, we need the veggie tales. Um So, there's an enormous sinkhole that appeared in the floor simply because of a cave-in. If you look into the cedar sink, as they call it, it's as if you're looking inside of the planet.
1: Inside pla-
0: of what? The planet. I got indigestion for a second. Let's see him fake that cough. Now, over... (laughs) Oliver, you okay? Over 6,000 years ago, the first... (laughs) The first people started living inside the cave. Since the beginning of the 17th century, it was home to the Shawnee and Cherokee Indians. The cave... Alright, stop. Please. Please stop. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's try this some more. The 17th century, you had the Shawnee and the Cherokee Indians living in the thing. Caves discovered by a British researcher in 1750. And after this discovery, the cave was explored and saltpeter was found... Which is like...
1: the mineral. Yeah.
0: Um, a tug of war started over who owned the cave. Saltpeter is raw material that can be turned into a fertilizer, which can be used in explosives. That's not important to the story so far that I know. It's just fun to know that Saltpeter blows things up. Salt and a little bit of Peter. I got petered. <laughs> <laughs> now, this material got extremely important when the Americans and British fought over Canada in 1812 and 1815. You might know that war is the eight, War of 1813. Or the War of 1812, actually. That's what it is. Yeah, I was going
1: to say I've never heard of the War no. of 1813.
0: I'm thinking of the song, In 1813, we took a little trip down to of Mississippi, down the Mississippi. Yeah i don't know what the first part of that part is
1: isn't that the theme to some show
0: i don't think so i don't know i heard it in a infomercial um that was saying like look at all these old songs that we have in our cd thing buy us please so um charles wilkins the caves owner during the war became very wealthy, and the tide was turned at the end of the war when Saltpeter was no longer needed. Luckily, it didn't mean the end of Wilkins' gold mine because he owned a beautiful cave, which included mummies. Cool. So one mummy that no scientist can make heads or tails of is the Scudder Monkey. Or mummy, not monkey. I
1: was about to say,
0: is this like a Uh, monkey monkey.
1: or like a... Uh, uh, cryptid type thing yeah. or well cause yesterday at the air and space museum we learned that I guess this something NASA sent up to the moon wrecked and there's a whole bunch of animals there now and the animals are called water bears but they're really like you can only see them with a oh, microscope yeah, yeah, I but I was thinking a, there's really bears on the moon like it was a <laughs> blonde moment
0: <laughs> that I oh, had that you're so cute. And
1: I was like how fucking cute. There's bears on the moon. There's
0: bears on the moon. And
1: then he showed us a picture and I was like that's a a, a parasite. That's
0: a grub with legs. Yeah,
1: a grub, that's the word.
0: Um so the scudder mummy had dark red hair um but also very light skin. The teeth were perfectly maintained, and the mummy itself was wrapped in deerskin. She wore two decorated deerskins and a woven woolen blanket. She had short hair, and she was wearing lipstick on her lips.
1: And that stayed on her lips?
0: Apparently. That alone is unusual, but what's, what's even more strange is that this mummy was at least six foot tall. That's nearly impossible for the period. The clothes, the Scudder Mummy, was found in are traditional for cultures in Fiji and Sandwich Islands. So what on earth was this mummy doing here?
1: Even in this time, that's a big woman.
0: Yeah. The mummy was also mummified and embalmed as the old Egyptians would have done thousands of years ago. Unfortunately, the mummy was lost at the end of the 18th century when the Smithsonian examined the mummy. Apart from the mummies, uh, the body of Lost John was found in 1935. This unfortunate researcher must have gotten lost in the caves... Um, What's wrong with Jacob?
1: That, yeah. I need to give him allergy medicine. Oh, okay. Because this is all what? hives all right.
0: and stuff. Alright, well, we are it's going insulting. to... Well, no, I'm yeah. going to pause. I don't know how to talk to these people. They don't like my stories. Right now, Oliver's just climbing all over me. I think I'm just going to keep talking. So, are you all... Did you all enjoy your Thanksgiving? We... We ended up... Having a really nice Thanksgiving. Oh, you want the Christmas lights on now? He wants the Christmas joy of Bob the Tomato on. So, we had a very nice Thanksgiving. And we came home. And it was perfect. And then, I bought a bed. Now, here's here's why this is bad. I bought a bed without realizing that I had important things that i had to buy but i bought a bed because our bed i we were trying to i was trying to if anybody has ever seen bluey all right bluey is a show where the parents tend to play with the children any way that they see fit like if they're using their imagination they'll go along with it so jacob came in and said pretend you're all sleep and i just immediately was like i'm gonna flop down on my bed and and pretend to be asleep when he starts this so he said sleep and i flopped and i broke the bed so that it went all the way the bottom half of the bed went all the way onto the floor and just broke so i ordered a new bed because i broke the original one and it wasn't even Wasn't even in a fun way. Like, we weren't breaking the bed in or anything. I just broke the bed because I'm fat. And that's what it was.
1: Well, remember that day? I think it was me, you, Jacob, and Oliver, and Zoe were all in the bed. And it hit the floor.
0: Yeah. I remember that, too.
1: And no one was even moving. We were just sitting here.
0: Because we're fat.
1: And it went down.
0: So, um, So, here we are. We're telling a story. I'm going to pause this because it's it's quite loud and I'm not 100% sure he's even paying attention to it now. Oh, you almost oh hit him with... He is still hit him I with sure the Rubik's, With the Rubik's. Okay, so we are talking about Lost John, who was founded in 1935. This unfortunate researcher must have gotten lost in the cave's labyrinth. Researchers claim this... Uh, is the body of a modern man. Now, in 1839, Dr. John Crogan purchased a large plot of land that included Mammoth Cave. He had many plans for the cave system, including using it as an attraction, but also as a hospital of sorts for <laughs> tuberculosis patients. Mm-hmm. Which, after Waverly Hills, we know why are you putting them in a damp cave? Right. That seems like the worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty but sure you're them. supposed to have dry air for them. Not, not wamp, cold, or wamp, damp, wet, cold
1: environments. Even before I started having breathing troubles, being in a cave made it hard for me to breathe. Yeah. So having tuberculosis, I can only imagine.
0: During this time period, patients were, I can't believe he was like, you know what this place could be used for? (laughs) This dark, unlighted, System of Caves. Right. Tuberculosis. There was no cure for tuberculosis. But Dr. Croghan had an idea and involved his recent purchase. He was able to convince several patients that living underground, deep in the caves, may cure their life-ending disease. I don't believe this man had a medical license. No? I don't think he had a medical. He said the, the less sun you get (laughs) Right? <laughs> and the more under under the ground you are, the the better you'll feel. That's what every doctor tells us. His idea was that cool air would lessen their symptoms and perhaps even cure them. As you can prob- probably guess, he... I mean, I could see that, but not the damp cold <clears throat> air. Um, as you can probably guess, he wasn't successful, but small huts were built deep inside the cave where patients could stay. In 1843, 16 patients who were suffering from tuberculosis were treated in the caves because of the dry air. Oh, apparently these caves had dry air. We just made fun of this dude for no reason, apparently. How is
1: there dry air in
0: there? I don't know. Especially when a river is what made them. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of apocalypse level event happened inside these caves that they're dry.
1: Right.
0: I don't think I've ever seen a dry cave. Like if it's just a cave mouth, like a cave opening, but if it's a cave system.
1: I don't think I ever have either. Uh, And I've been in let's see. I've been in smoke hole and the caves in Natural Bridge. And I mean those are the only ones I've ever been in but they were both very wet inside yeah, and damp and cold
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, which that also makes me laugh whenever they're like a cave we'll be safe from the elements not, right? not by much you won't be warm there's rock they don't hold heat they don't generate right. heat <laughs> it's like is metal rock
1: is what?
0: Metal? Is it a rock? I
1: don't think so.
0: What does he want? I
1: don't know. I thought he wanted his hair brushed. But mm. judging by that, that's not what he wanted.
0: So five patients died in the cave. Another's passed away shortly after returning above ground. Oh my God. Did he just take a swing at your face with that hairbrush? He has been
1: mean today.
0: My goodness. Um, they didn't survive because of the constant coolness of the air and the smoke created by cooking inside the caves. Oh, so yeah. they were like uh, the cold air is not helping our sickness. So let's add smoke. Let's start adding smoke in... in To the mix That'll cure it Dr. Krogan himself passed away from tuberculosis In 1849 Sounds like just living in these caves Is going to give you tuberculosis The way (laughs) These cool air Um, He left behind the story Of those patients who spent their final days Below ground Today you can hear accounts from guides and visitors Who have heard coughing And murmuring near the site of the hospital Although the doctor had good intentions in trying to help these desperate patients, the outcome was unfortunate. Now, you can imagine that those uh, people that died in the cave probably would have been like, I would rather spend my life in the daylight. Yeah. But today, yeah. we're like willingly going down the stairs into this cave like we're just like look how dark
1: our house has been the past few days
0: I have enjoyed the darkness in our house I
1: just have a headache as you can see wonder why
0: don't let him start crying like that he's well
1: he's being mean because look
0: he needs a nap you wanna go bed bed Where's his cup? I don't know. He you, had it. He threw it over here, I think.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: he did. I don't know where. I
1: remember. I remember.
0: Oh, and it's I'm going to pause this because they don't need to hear me sing. Sorry, guys. All right, baby's got milk. <laughs> Shayna's got jokes. Shayna Barr calling me Osama. <laughs> It's rude. It's racist. I hope I hope she feels better about herself and her Greek decisions. She said, "I'm not Greek." Look at her. She's dark. She's of the darker Europeans. Can you have this drink? <laughs> what the crap was that? Oh, he makes things so difficult with with just enjoying things. Here, have a binky. Have a binky. I thought you were going to lay down. So that he would feel the need to lay down.
1: If I lay down, you're going to be doing an episode alone. Because I'm going to go to sleep immediately.
0: Alright. Um... So, why do we go down these caves?
1: Because we're dumb.
0: That's because we are just like the the tuberculosis patients. We are intrigued by what lies beneath and what we may discover for ourselves. Their spirits still produce sounds that will raise your hair. In other parts of the cave, the spirits of slaves have been seen who died working in the Saltpeter Mines. A 19th century guide is still giving tours. Even though he's long gone. Uh, And even though he's long gone, people see, hear, and feel this tour guide telling them about the caves. So sometimes there will be just an extra person being like, "Hey, hey, let me just... As Julia brushes this child's hair, um, here. my goodness, this baby is the most spoiled baby
1: here,
0: old Greg, oh my goodness, what is he bonelessing you? Yes, is he going boneless? Get yourself some milk. Floyd Collins was a man who owned part of the caves back in the 20s. He wanted to expand the caves to make more profit. The bulldozer he used uh, for this must have slid, and Collins' leg got caught underneath. Mm. He was found a day later barely alive. It was too late, part of the cave collapsed, and nobody was able to reach Collins. He was left to die all by himself. Years later, Collins' body was dug up and put into the family grave. Years later. Years later. They knew where he was. They just left him there for a good bit. Colin's father sold the land in which he was buried to a local dentist who somehow got the green light to excavate his Oh my god. Shush. Who got the uh, green light to excavate his body And then display it in a glass coffin in the cave while it just decomposes.
1: That's creepy and disrespectful.
0: (laughs) But, oh, it gets better. Because while you would think that's disrespectful, you know what's even more disrespectful? What? Someone coming in and stealing the body.
1: That's so strange to me that (laughs) people really do that.
0: It might have been another cave owner who thought he got too much attention for the thing. Could have been just some weirdo. Looking to experiment with a corpse, poor Collins didn't get the rest he deserved. That's for no, sure. Definitely not. Days later, he was found in a field. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. I bet their crops were good that So year. they put him back in the glass coffin so people could see him again. But then this part of the cave was closed in 1961. He didn't get a proper funeral because I just left him there. That's terrible. <sighs> you can tour the cave right now and even a self-guided experience is excited or exciting and a little creepy. Many would agree that any hike in the cave, especially one of the large ones, comes with a few scary factors. If you visit now, be sure to ask one of the staff about any true ghost stories from within the cave. While somewhat challenging, it's a favorite hike in the cave that takes you deep into the past. Um, Star Chamber is one of the places that you'll visit. As you make your way into the caves, you'll pass by incredible natural features uh, and also learn about some awesome things. Uh it's common for tour guides to go and say ask Floyd to come along with you and when explorers uh or when exploring areas related to the explorer Floyd Collins the tradition that his spirit still lurks in the cave and will follow you around is strong. On one such occasion the group's lanterns, cameras and flashlights all mysteriously quit working. Only to start all over again once they left the chamber. What is his deal?
1: Zoe is probably.
0: No, he's like reaching for something, but there ain't nothing. I don't know. Um, Charles Hanyon. I don't know if that's how you answer that or say that if you answer that. <laughs> this is so distracting.
1: It is a little um, distracting.
0: has been a park guide for decades and always had an interest in the unusual aspects of Mammoth Cave. He had an unusual experience while leading a tour into the chamber called the Big Chief with another guide. The chamber features a large rock upon which it was common for guides to throw a torch to illuminate the room during the tours. On one such occasion, a visitor asked Hanyan, who was standing in the rock, and Hanyan assumed it was his fellow tour guide, only to see him standing in the back of the cave. On another tour, Hanyan saw an apparition himself, and he said, I could make out a figure. It was not a shadow. Um, the figure appeared to be wearing a distinct hat. It was only much later that he discovered that old tour guides commonly wore slouched hats during tours. There have been several other instances of people seeing a figure on the rock where others had seen the man. I don't know what a slouched hat is, I'm not sure either. but I'm thinking maybe it's like them British hats that you like, you see Irish people walking into yeah. pubs with and stuff like that.
1: Like, I feel like I could picture one in my head. I think it's I like just be. one of
0: them yeah. hats, man. After Collins, the most well-known cave spirit is that of a woman named Melissa, whose story dates to the 19th century. Melissa, according to legend, was in, lo- in love with her tutor. The tutor, however, was in love with another woman, and in a fit of jealousy, Melissa led the tutor deep into the cave and left him there to die. That's rude. Right. Also, how was this man in love with another woman and still able to be led by a Melissa into a cave? Man. Now the spirit of Melissa haunts the cave as she searches for her lost love. While Melissa is often touted as a real cave spirit, the entire original story was a piece of fiction that was published in
1: 1858.
0: So they're getting haunted by a piece of piece of fiction. Now, there definitely were, however, many deaths and burials in the cave. A major draw for early tourists was the various preserved remains found in Mammoth Cave. Uh, Because of the nitrates in the soil, the dry conditions led to discovery of several bodies that were described as mummies. Some were displayed in the cave, while others were purchased and put on display in other parts of the country. Cause that's not creepy. Buying right. dead people isn't creepy. Is
1: that even legal?
0: I don't know, but if like somebody was like, "Here's a bone of a saint. Do you want 20, Do you want to give me twenty bucks for it?" I'd be like, "No," because it's the even if it's verified, I don't want to buy a dead right. thing. Like that's not my. That just sounds creepy, dude. Well, you that's can like give it to me i don't even want that i don't want dead i don't want dead body parts hanging around you know like even it just sounds dark like you're, it's a dead thing yeah. that's why when catholics are like we've got these relics these bones of the saints i'm like why
1: right
0: what is the point of that unless it's something gross and dark yeah Images of a former slave tour guide have been reported, and some even claim to have been touched or pushed. These haunting tales are easy to believe in a place like a long, deep, historic cave, which is why mammoth caves uh, definitely deserve a spot on like the scariest haunted hiking trails or something. <clears throat> Sorry. Now, above ground, the Mammoth Cave area has been reported to be the home of a few mysterious creatures. In 1940s, people were recounting seeing a monster in the Green River, um, especially around Hoochins Ferry. Huchins. I don't know how to say I like it. like Hoochins. Hoochins. Hoochies. Uh, the creature was reported to be up to 300 pounds and perhaps 12 feet long. The Green River is known to harbor large catfish, but the biggest catfish ever caught uh, at that point was a 97 pounder in 1956. I saw, Cat I showed you...
1: Catfish are huge. I,
0: sh- well, I, sh- I showed you that video in I think it was somewhere in Africa they caught like like a catfish that was the size of a miniature bus. Yeah, it
1: was giant. It
0: was huge and they were just rolling it around like it wasn't, wasn't a problem. Now, one witness told Louisville Courier Journal in 1941 that the creature had great big fish eyes that scare a fellow just to look at them. The story was nothing more than a tongue-in-cheek fish tale that could be surmised from what then Edmonton or Edmondson's County Judge Executive, please Sanders, please, told the paper that year. He said when the creature jumps out the water, resulting waves were 200 feet high. God that Lord. is, that is quite a wave. Yeah. Quite a wave for a river, no less. That is quite a wave. As for the, do what, do rivers have waves?
1: I think some of them could.
0: Like when I think of a wave, I'm thinking of like the in the ocean. ocean.
1: Um, Some currents can be pretty rough.
0: Like high in the air?
1: Possible Like a wave,
0: like an actual wave, not a current, but like over the ocean or over the water, like over and then crashing Maybe. in.
1: Huh. Maybe. Maybe, like, depending on where you are.
0: Because I know they have rapids. I yeah. know rivers have rapids. Um, now, as for his plans to catch this creature... He said, I have a steel cable and a hook fashioned out of iron. For bait, I'm going to use a hog's head. And if that doesn't work, I'll use a big groundhog. Pork is entirely too expensive to use a common hog, said Sanders. But he already said he was going to use a hog's head.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And he reportedly was unsuccessful in his quest to catch this beast. Another large mystery figure that's been reported is Bigfoot. Oh, you paying attention, Ellen? Here he is, showing up again. One Bigfoot hunter in 2014 told the Daily News reporter he and a uh, group of Girl Scouts, who he promised he didn't do anything with, um, had recently seen and heard a large creature... Jump onto the raised walkway. The group retreated quickly. He's he's got a, he's
1: watching this.
0: I know he I'm trying not to talk over him. But he's making it hard with the fact that he's so loud. Now when they heard this uh they heard this large creature jump on the raised walkway, the group retreated quickly. They were like, No, thank you. An alleged Bigfoot encounter has also happened at the park, which made national headlines. In 2019, a pair of Western Kentucky University students were camping at a park one night when a man approached them and claimed that something had wrecked his campsite. Minutes later, the man shot a gun into the woods at what he said was a Bigfoot (laughs) charging at him. The students, who quickly left the park, said they didn't see anything in the direction that the man was shooting, so they were like, oh, he's insane. Hanyan even said that Bigfoot sightings seem to peak when interest in the alleged creature is highest. Bigfoot has its moments, he said. At Mammoth Cave, of course, uh, there was an awe-inspiring... Almost done, son. Just a little bit longer. Um, now... It has the features and the workings of the human mind are likely an explanation for the many tales of the supernatural. Hanyon points to the water running Hanyon points to the water running through the echo enhancing chambers. If you stand it right at the right spot, it sounds like a whole tour group. he said uh the caves almost feel like you're being followed it works on your imagination That's so he crazy. didn't he didn't think it was necessarily supernatural he was just like i mean it's just weird in the caves yeah the area's lore even names many of the cave features uh dante's gateway devil's armchair River Sticks, Devil's Looking Glass They lend themselves to the stories of Supernatural The longer you have an attraction Like Mammoth Cave The more you're going to have stories It creates that kind of environment When you have all that history <clears throat> um, I, In the story uh, Stay Out of Mammoth Cave National Park Trevor Murray Reports uh, the trip to Mammoth Cave National Park. We might get through it. I don't know. The park is split down the middle. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. We are at the uh, story. The trip was to Cave Nash- Mammoth Cave National Park. In South Central Kentucky. For those who aren't in the know. Mammoth Cave is the largest c- cave system. In the world. With a beautiful natural... Park full of amazing trails and places to go canoeing and all of your other favorite outdoor activities. This place actually does sound nice.
1: It does sound fun.
0: The park is split down the middle by the Green River, Green River Killer, uh, which stretches across the park from the east to the west, connecting Nolan Lake and Green River Lake, both of which being popular spots during the summer for camping. Everyone's uncles seen Bigfoot in these woods. Heck, I'm sure that uh, you've sh- they've shared a sandwich with them a time or two.
1: Um,
0: I've never believed in the paranormal. I think it can all be explained away by logic and reasoning. Saw a ghost, yeah right, that's just your brain imagining it. Did the light turn on or off on its own? Sure, might want to call the electrician electrician Um. Uh, for the person that built the house in saying that I will admit that I do enjoy a good story especially creepy ones across the internet especially those of the local urban legend across Kentucky of the goat man or the bear-rilla, the bear-rilla. for those who don't know what the bear-rilla is it's a local legend About an animal frequently seen at Native American burial grounds and local cemeteries.
1: I think of a Bigfoot.
0: (laughs) It has short, black or gray fur with a massive waist and even larger arms. It didn't get the name Bearilla for nothing. Its head is is described as somewhat of a large wolf with pointy ears, amber eyes, and short, snubby snout. That sounds like a bear. And for the Goat Man... terrifying uh we have the tale um I don't it says we've all heard the tale I don't what is what has happened have I slipped into it oh I've have I oh this is the actual story oh whoops I'm sorry I didn't realize what was going on um he reports the following okay for those that don't know what the bear. Oh, wait, we already did this one. Some have described it more along the lines of a stereotypical werewolf. Uh, what? Some have described it more along the lines of what a stereotypical werewolf would look like. There we go. And for the goat man, well, we've all heard the tale before. I don't think it needs an introduction. Anyway, back to the camping trip. You're wrong, Terry, whatever your name is. I need to, know. need to know. I need to know about the goat man. I always made sure to pack lightly on hiking trips like this to really push myself when it comes to my survival skills. On this trip, I carried with me a small So, here we go. Um, on this trip, I carried with me a small knife. Two 50-foot strands of 550 paracord, my tent and sleeping bag, some iodine tablets to purify the water of any harmful bacteria. Say, what in the
1: world did
0: he need those for? <laughs> um, a small flashlight and a fire starter with some duct tape. He's getting ready to kidnap someone, right? apparently. That's all I can ever hear with duct tape. If you're taking duct tape in the woods, you've got somebody already bound. Overall, I packed more than I normally would for a trip like this. For food, I brought with me a pack of beef jerky, some granola bars, uh, and that's really all I needed to feed my slim frame of 150 pounds. Oh, he's 150 pounds. He's a small little baby boy. Yo, cute. I would perish if that's all I took somewhere to eat. I would perish if that's all I weighed. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, he's 5'11". There's no reason. Brindy, he should be 150 rich. pounds. He's a fucking wendigo. That's what he is. <laughs> he's out there that skinny because he ain't eat a, ate a person in so long. Now, time came for me to leave for my trip, getting in the truck I felt a cold feeling wash over me. Like a sixth sense telling me not to go on this trip. But I ignored it. You know what this also reminds me of? What? The Broken Place.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: Which, if you all haven't read that book, which I bet you haven't. It's called The Broken Place. Or is it Broken Places? I think it's just The Broken, the Broken Place. Place. Who wrote it? What's his name?
1: Blaine Daggle, I believe. He's a new author horror
0: author. Well, It was really good. And
1: it was amazing. It was a really good book. And he only has one other book so far.
0: Yep, just two books.
1: But I haven't been able to get that one yet. I don't even know if
0: it's out uh-huh. yet. I think it's only on pre-order. Oh. Now, I'm not about to waste a few precious vacation days that I've got each year. The drive itself should only be, or should have only taken about three hours depending on the ferry. Originally, I had planned to get to the park at the beginning uh at the beginning of the trail by 9 a.m., however, it was noon, and I only had a good seven hours of daylight left. This meant I wouldn't be able to make, or I wouldn't be able to make it to the camp grounds at the end of the trail by nightfall. This isn't the first time this has happened to me. However, I always hated when it did happen. I would be like, if this ain't the first time right. it's happened, I ain't sleeping on the trail.
1: No, thank you. <clears throat>
0: Now, once I hit the five-hour mark on my hike, I had run out of water for the second time and needed to refill my bottle since this was the last chance you get until you make your way back. I was going to go for another 30 minutes before I made camp. There's a nice clearing up ahead that if I, can get, if I could get to, I would be in good shape to make, the, make up for the lost time tomorrow. While refilling my bottle, I noticed a paw print in the mud seven feet off to my left. It was undoubtedly a canine print left from where, uh, from what I presumed was a coyote coming to stop for some water sometime in the last 24 hours. Now that's until I got closer and realized just how massive this thing was. I'm not a smoker. I smoke around a pack a day. Or I'm sorry. I
1: was about to excuse me. <laughs> it says now
0: I'm a smoker, not n- not <laughs> not 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 not. Um, and will this print was two packs long and a pack wide. Why, as Americans, do we not just use like we? You know that your thumb, like your knuckle, to. Is it your knuckle to... The
1: knuckle to the end Yeah. about an inch.
0: Yeah, so the knuckle to your end of your, of your thumb, like the tip of your thumb, is an inch. Like, about an inch. Use that. Why are you using cigarette packs? That doesn't right. tell me anything. I don't know how, how massive those things are. But I do know two, two cigarette packs ought to not fit into a paw print. I do know that.
1: That would be a really big paw print.
0: Yeah, he said it's two cigarette packs long and a pack wide, so it's about my hand, I'd say, a little bit longer than my hand. Yeah. But about the width I'm trying of my to hand.
1: Picture a cigarette pack.
0: The cigarette pack would be about like right there, right, like that, and then yeah. I guess I guess it would be my hand. About my hand size, yeah. Um, there's no way a coyote made this print, but there aren't any wolves in Kentucky either. Whatever made this massive, or whatever made this was massive, and while I had no intention on staying by the river and wait for its return, I hurried back to the trail this time with more pep in my steps so I could hurry and set camp to offer some protection of whatever this thing Uh, ...that made this print was... ...if it was still around. Man, I am having a hard time with this stuff here. Uh, If there was a predator out in the woods... ...the fire would keep them away... ...at a distance... ...for a while at least... ...or so I thought. Bring them in. Well, if you're cooking something, maybe. I used my two strands of 550 paracord... ...and tied them around the campsite at knee level... Act as tripwire for any one or anything coming out of the campsite. He used what as tripwire? Did I skip stuff? It's starting to fade. First I quickly set up my tent, threw sleeping bags inside, started a fire. No, okay, so he oh, he just makes a tripwire. That's that's it.
1: Like around his campsite?
0: I guess. In case something comes, it can trip it. That
1: people typically would do.
0: Well, maybe oh if you God. got a if you got a creature running around and you don't recognize the paw print. Finally, I sat down, tore into my pack of jerky, the and it gave me some comfort and relaxation, knowing I had food in my stomach and a fire to keep me warm. And then I heard it snap. My blood went cold as my mind went a million miles an hour as to what could have made that noise. Was it a person? Could it have just been some sort of animal like a deer just passing through? What if it was this creature that made the pint back or the print the pint the print back down at the river? Whatever it was, it was large and heavy as I heard the twigs snapping louder and louder as it drew closer. Who's out there? Announce is it yourself.
1: Dark by this point?
0: I I would have to assume so.
1: Because I'd be so scared.
0: I think think he said it was dark. Either way, he's making camp. So it's going to be dark soon. Yeah. No answer came. I have a gun. I will shoot if you don't announce yourself. Now, it was a lie, however. Uh, But it was a bluff that had gotten a response countless times over the years. However, still no answer came. How many people is he out there threatening with an imaginary right? gun? Now I'm starting to think this dude just goes thing. goes out no, he just goes out in the woods, finds some sort of like maybe it's not even a paw print. Maybe it's just an indentation, like a dip in the dirt.
1: And then freaks out.
0: And freaks out, puts tripwire around. <laughs> and like he's done this multiple times puts tripwire around, and then just starts yelling, I'll shoot a gun! I'll shoot! I'll shoot! I'll shoot! (laughs) But really, there's nothing there. (laughs) And he goes to the same spot, so maybe it's even like a bear that's like, you want to watch something, you want to see a dude trip out for no reason? Step down in the dirt right here, (laughs) and then we're just going to watch him as he ropes up these trees.
1: (laughs) I love bears, but I would be terrified to,
0: trip, to see one. To else. Trip us. Can you imagine a bear just looking like Did this dude just trip me with a piece of rope? <laughs> um Oh man. Now whatever was making these noises was heavy. It had to be it had to have had several hundred pounds for it to make the twigs snap that loud like they were bones being broken with each and every step. That's also when I noticed how much distance the creature had covered in only a few seconds. Whatever it was, it couldn't be human. Its pace was too slow for the amount of ground covered, and the steps were too loud and powerful for it to be a person. Some time had passed before I heard anything else. The steps had stopped just outside of the light, my fire produced whatever this thing was it was smart and understood to stay out of the light where it could see me and i couldn't see it and there we stayed for what felt like an eternity unmoving trying desperately to stretch the little bit of spare wood i gathered to keep the fire going as long as possible it was waiting for the fire to die out but i couldn't let it i couldn't just let this thing get its chance to attack me in the dark I knew if it really wanted me, it would have to come right into the camp and have me for dinner, but it never came. Mm. Some time had passed and the fire had come to its smallest, desperate final breaths of life when I decided to head into my tent, thinking the creature had chosen to move on. That's when I saw it, those awful amber eyes, cold without emotion. They struck utter fear in me. This creature was massive. It had to have been at least eight to nine feet tall. I couldn't see the body. It was too dark for those, or for that, but those <laughs> eyes, those cold, terrible eyes will haunt me for the rest of my days. I still see them to this day, every night, lying awake in my and in my sleep. I was about to say lying awake in my sleep. I I quickly turned my flashlight on and saw the large lanky frame of this beast. Its dark black fur covered up what was undoubtedly an impressive and horrifying amount of muscle for its build. That's when I realized the putrid smell that had come with it. In my fear, I had not noticed the foul smell of death and rot that followed this creature. Mm -hmm. It only took the smallest moment to react and drop down to all fours and let out the lowest, most awful growl I'd ever heard. I'm guessing it is talking, or he is talking about the creature doing this and not him. Oh, but how fun would that have been? Creepy. He just gets down and starts growling at it. Right you're eight feet tall but i can i could feel it in my soul the anger the hatred this thing possessed could only be described as pure evil incarnate i quickly hurried into my tent because a uh, a, a thin flimsy excuse for fabric will save me much like a blanket would yeah. And head for some gruesome end that was about to come my way, praying not to any specific deity, but anyone or anything out there who could hear me. I do not want to die. I do not want to die. Please, God, save me. I do not want to die. That sounded, that sounded exactly like he was praying to God. Right. Please, God. Come on. We all know. I heard the creature approaching right up on the tent, sniffing, growling at me. I swear I don't think my heart had a beat. What felt like hours had passed without a sound, and then it was gone. Its howls could be heard off in the distance, reminding me that I was lucky to not end up as its supper. I did not sleep, even for a second that night. How could I? I had just experienced the face of pure evil malice itself given form in our world i knew i should not be alive and the only reason i did not die that night was by its choice and its choice alone and then he uh he goes on to say you know he gets in his car he drives away and uh later well no he finds out later i believe that uh three months later since i found out what that creature was i've been in contact with uh, many experts to try and rid this thing from my existence, each attempt became more and more desperate, and with each attempt, the dogman's pleasure grew. It knew I was desperate to rid myself of it. So he believes that the mammoth caves um, he sell, he asks them to sell the house and move far away from Mammoth Cave when it learns i have killed myself it will come for one of you next so yeah well i i skipped some stuff uh because it it's a long story but the main gist of it is is that he after the experience he has in the woods he comes home and he can he feels like it's following him when he's home uh, his wife had already put his daughters to sleep, his son was at a friend's house, and he just sits on the couch, wondering what's going on, his wife, you know, like, y- you stink, like you've been sprayed with a skunk, she was like, you've been smoking weed out in the woods again? And, uh, then he just notices that it's starting to follow him and stuff like that. Um now this concludes the research that Kathy gave us, but I do want to take us to the Bell Witch real quick. If you're cool with that, mm-hmm. um, I know we've already we've already done an episode on the Bell Witch, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember mentioning the Bell Witch or the caves.
1: Um, there was a part where like
0: that's where she lives. Oh, okay. Well, I just typed it in here and it didn't give me any...
1: It wasn't a whole lot that we had talked about in the episode but we did just kind of touch base on it. Well,
0: well I I'm was... I today. I could tell. I was wrong anyway. It didn't have... I don't know where I got that it had a thing... Attached to the Bell Witch, huh. I thought it was I saw
1: Kentucky. it. Kentucky.
0: Well, but the Bell Witch happened in Tennessee, which I should have remembered.
1: Oh,
0: that's right. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know where I got it. But it also, so it has dog men, shadow spirits, and uh, uh. Uh, not the Bell Witch Not the Bell Witch <laughs> But lest we all forget She's everywhere She is everywhere We are now Exhausted And wish to go to sleep
1: quite a
0: day. But, I would like to thank Kathy very much for the research that she did for this episode. It was very thorough. It was. I enjoyed the dog man story. I'm sorry I didn't read it all the way through, but it is like 10.30 and you all heard the struggle we had with the child. I will tell you, we are working on a good bit. we got the South End Werewolf, which will be a big episode. I'm just going to be honest with you. We are going to need some peace for that, because it's going to be a long episode. We also are doing, um, I'm writing up, we have the Donovan Poltergeist, uh, which is an Ed and the Rain Warren case, but I don't think they had much to do with it, really. They were. They just were there uh, for a good portion of it, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have, I'm working on a story of a 1700s demon possession case written up on the National Health Institute's website.
1: I'm excited for that one. It's
0: pretty good. I'm excited for it, too. And uh, Kathy is working on rock and roll ghost stories. So that'll be fun. So we've got some good episodes coming down the way. And pay attention to our YouTube. It'll fill up with stuff. That being said, I'll s- we'll see you guys later. And uh, remember, curl up your feet because the dog man's going to bite your bones. Bye.